Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode number 48 of the Spoiler Cast. I'm your host, Dan, and I'm joined here by Tristan. <laughs> Hold on a sec. I gotta make the cat fly. And Barra. Hi, I'm Barra, and the Tristan's cat is in a box right now. It is the most adorable, fluffy side I've seen in a while. And yeah, I'm a dog says. person. <laughs> Barra is wearing a retro hot rod t-shirt right now. Yeah, just wanted to throw that out there. I I I, um, I I wish I could claim it is my taste, but uh, I did not pack enough clothes when I went over to the missus's, and she uh, and so I'm I'm doing a reverse of the typical thing and wearing her shirt. <laughs> Which is why it's significantly is significantly tighter than uh, my normal normal fare. <laughs> So the spoiler cast is your look at what we've been playing. Uh, sometimes we talk about a game. Uh, sometimes we talk about a movie, uh, and we basically spoil it. So kind of from here on out, we talk about kind of what the title of the episode is um, in depth. Talk about what we felt about it and go through the whole plot. Uh, today we are kind of going back to movies after taking a detour to video games last time with Persona, and we're going to be talking about Guardians of the Galaxy Two or Vol Two, Vol Period Two. Um, I think that stands for Volume. Is... Oh, does it? Yeah, Paul. I yeah, sorry. No, sorry. I, no sorry. I know. I know it does. Yeah. I'm a bad person. No, I know it does. Uh, but that's how it's. Uh, that's how it's. That's marketed. how it is on the on the poster. So, that's yeah. how it's marketed. Yeah. So we're gonna talk about that in depth. The sequel. I'm sure a lot of you have already seen it. Kind of want to hear our thoughts and think about kind of what, compare it to your thoughts. Um, and then I think for the next episode we're gonna be talking about Samurai Jack, which is gonna be pretty cool. Which yeah, came they, back they to actually properly end. Yeah. Yeah. No, no. I have, I have, I have many thoughts, and most of them are good. But, uh, but yeah, Guardians Two. Uh, we want to just launch into that. I think so. Yeah. I, I think we can go ahead and and, and get started on. I remember it. in the old days when we'd spend you know an hour talking about what games we've been playing and industry news and. <clears throat> Yeah, no, not today. Let's talk about a movie. Let's yeah. keep it. If movie you guys up. want to see what that was like, you'll be happy to know that uh, all of our old episodes of the Spoiler Cast and eventually this one when we get to it mm-hmm. uh, will be available on a new platform. Yeah, well, new for the Spoiler new Cast, for the not, spoiler not cast. new for us. Not new for us. Uh, they they will be going up on VidMe, which is awesome and our main thing. So if you want to support us, please follow Three Headed Boy on VidMe. Yep. because that is great. And also, if you see our Brutal Legend finale video and quote, like it so we can do more. One hundred likes. One hundred likes. <laughs> if you one hundred likes. On the other hand, if you don't <laughs> vote it, upvote it, then that means we can move on to other stuff. <laughs> Because uh, these two chuckles don't have to be the one to edit it. Dun, dun, dun. This comes down to who you like more. <laughs> Clearly the choice is dad. And who you'd like to see suffer. So just keep that in mind as you as you decide whether or not you're going to like that video. But anyway, getting back, I guess getting back on track, sort of, even though we never were on to begin with, uh, and talking through Guardians of the Galaxy 2, it's kind of a... Pretty direct sequel to the first one. Mm-hmm. Same cast of characters. Uh, they expand on some, what I felt were more minor characters in a bigger way. Yeah. yeah. Uh, in, in this one. Um, the, the the team grows a fair bit yeah. in this one. Mm-hmm. Personally and like just in number. Yeah. Um, but it's still your kind of core cast with, um, wow, Peter Quill played by uh, Chris Pratt. That's what I was looking for. Yeah. There's, um, there's too many Chris's who all look very similar. Yeah. Right <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> Um, but by the way, can we talk about? Can we take a step back? Actually, let's let's, let's take a step back. Um, so in the trailers or before the movie uh, 
started they had the trailers obviously for the summer movies and i saw the trailer for thor ragnarok yeah uh, it now, looks so it dope. looks so good speaking of other chris's in very similar movies yeah i i've never seen any of the other thors uh movies and um i've seen avengers but i've never seen like the the standalone thor movies and it looks it feels like it's going for a different vibe than the other thor it movies is. i there's like I'm going to go uh, push back a little bit. There's like, yes, no. So, like, I've not only have I seen both of the Thor movies, but, like, I they're actually some of my favorite Marvel mm-hmm. movies. Thor 1 is definitely in the top five. Guardians 2 has pushed Thor 2 into number six, mm-hmm. which is not necessarily a conventional opinion because a lot of folks bag on Thor 2. But <coughs> Thor all, always had a bit of, like, a, a campy, fun vibe. Mm-hmm. And they're basically with um with Ragnarok, they're like upping it and also adding some ga- a little a bit of Guardians influence yeah. on it on it too. Well, I'm guessing I'm guessing that Thor the Thor Ragnarok is how they will tie Guardians into the rest of um into the rest of the MCU. I, right I now they are completely separate. I wouldn't be surprised if we got a Guardians opinion I, uh, appearance. I mean, we already yeah. like see the Hulk, which is so awesome in that trailer. Mm. It's like yes. <laughs> he's a uh, friend from work i know him <laughs> oh no it's it, it's perfect uh but yeah i know but I, I i would not be surprised if we see the guardians and then that sets up infinity war um mm-hmm. which would be fitting uh but yeah no i mean the the thor movies in general um i would definitely recommend seeing them because they're fun they can't be the first one's directed by kenneth Branagh, you know the guy who directed the really good adaptation of hamlet and yeah. what you do about nothing you saw in high school um He's he's great, and it really, and yeah, Loki is in both of them, and yeah, Tom Hiddleston's Loki is the best thing about the MCU. Period. Uh, I agree with all the fourteen-year-old girls. Yeah. Yes, he's a good person <laughs> to have a crush on. So, so you alluded to this thing called your top ten list, top five, top five list. Yeah. Would you care to? share the top to, five to get flame war started on oh, vid.me slash three-headed boy i i would love to get the flame war started um because it actually ties in with guardians too so uh the top one like pretty much like that stands head and shoulders above the rest is captain america the winter soldier okay. also known as captain america versus the drone program which is fantastic it's uh definitely my favorite marvel movie and after that it was Gar- uh, after that so i'm gonna say what it was before guardians 2 mm-hmm. so then it was like so it was that and then guardians of the galaxy then dr strange and then thor's one and two gotcha and i thought that basically guardians had guardians 2 was like you know in the in the number four had got in gotten into the number four slot and then I began to think about more, and I would actually think that Guardians of the Galaxy 2 is actually my second favorite Marvel movie Oh, now. wow. I think it basically goes Guardians... Oh, shoot. I always forget Ant-Man. I always forget <laughs> Ant-Man, and that revises the whole calculus. Because yeah. Ant-Man was really good. Um, sorry, I just recalculate for Ant-Man. Because I, I forget recalculating. 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 Uh, Sulfur X. Sulfur X. So, <laughs> okay, with with Ant, I figured it out. With Ant Man and Guardians Two in the mix, 
I think it would go. It, I think it goes. I think it it, it goes. Uh, Captain America: The Winter Soldier, Guardians Two, uh, uh, Guardians Two, Guardians One, Ant Man, Ant Man, Thor. Is that is that five or six? Did I add something it's, in? Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. Anyways. Ant Man's in there. Uh, Ant Man, Ant Man is a, is in there as well. I'll do the thing, but uh, but yeah, Guardians Two is a movie that like I liked the first when I saw it, and then as I thought about it more, my estimation of it grew a lot more, which is unusual. Guardians Two, Guardians Two, yeah, Guardians Two is definitely something where it's just like as I thought about like I enjoyed the ride, um, but then once I was off the ride and I was just thinking about it in general, I was like, wow, that actually went places. And did things and had moments that are just head, hands, and shoulders above mm-hmm. a lot of things that other Marvel movies did. Well, it's very, um, it's very character driven. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, where the first, even the first one, isn't so much. And most Marvel movies are more plot driven. Um, I felt like the, the the story in this one wasn't as strong mm-hmm. as the first movie, but the they really build on the characters. I still don't really care about Nebula at all. No personally i care about karen I, G- karen gillen yeah i wish i could see her hair again yeah <laughs> so so the first the first guardians is has to introduce all of them mm-hmm. and at the same time it also brings in an infinity stone so the problem with guardians one is that each character is very sort of lightly explored mm-hmm. two takes its entire time to go deeper into the characters right and I felt like half the characters in this one were better developed. I thought Peter Quill was a better developed. Um, obviously, Nebula was. Uh, I think Rocket was. Um, but I also feel like other characters were more just like sort of what I'll call Kramered, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Where like, pop in, hey guys. Well, not so much, but where you take a a char- you kind of be- they almost become a caricature of themselves. Mm. Where it's like this is the one thing people really like about this character. Let's just take that and do more of it, yeah. kind of thing, mm-hmm. or take it to more extremes. And I felt like that's how it was with Dave uh, Batista's character. What the hell's the name of the character? Except it worked. Dress. Yeah, no, it's great. It works I, I so liked, well. I still liked it. But it was like, <laughs> well, the thing about Drax is that as a character, he is very yeah. He's not very deep. Yeah, and that's his whole character right. arc is that he's he is what he is. Mm-hmm. Oh, so um gonna weigh in here but yeah i i i, I recalculate and i actually think that as much as i like ant-man it does it does fall fall out of the top five um i think thor gets in there with legacy points so yeah it would be winter soldier guardians 2 guardians 1 dr strange thor and nice. with uh with thor 2 and ant-man mm-hmm. like on the right. uh, on the periphery and the spider-man part of avengers 2 also there <laughs> just that one part there's the thing like avengers 2 was okay um it was felt or no not avengers 2 sorry i'm the other the uh, Captain America, Captain America, the Winter Soldier, which is really Avengers three. Avengers two, I was. You mean Civil War? Oh yeah, Civil War. Yeah, Captain Winter America. Soldiers, yeah, yeah w- Winter Soldier is untouchable. <laughs> the same group, same directing team did Civil War. Oh, okay. And like with Civil War, basically the parts with Spider Man were amazing. Everything else was fine. Like yeah. it wasn't bad. It was just like this is your standard Marvel movie level. See, I put I put Civil War a little bit higher, but I also put the first Iron Man movie in my top five. See, I really despise Iron Man as a character. Like, 
Oh, that'll, that'll Robert do. Downey Jr. makes him fun to watch, but it's just, it's still like, I just, I, I, I just, I, I don't get down with Iron Man, so, so it like, but, <laughs> but for legacy points and for just quality of story, although I don't really, didn't really like the Asmandius. I don't know. I, I, I'm, I, I get why people put that so high, but I, I, it, yeah. I just not so well, But what's your top because, five? So, so I, in no particular order, because mm-hmm. anytime I think about them, they change order. Mm. It's probably Civil War, Winter Soldier, the first Iron Man, Guardians One, and then and then usually kind of flexes up, but typically um, typically the next one I'll have in my top five is either is usually like Doctor Strange or the first Thor. Mm. You guys um, don't really like the first Avengers movie. I liked it for what it was. Like right. I loved that it was, an, and I actually have a review. I, when I when the first Avengers movie came out, I actually was doing a uh, a movie review column for my newspaper, mm-hmm. and I you couldn't even pull it up. And that like, I thought the movie was good, not great, but I loved what it what it had accomplished. It had done something that no one else had done before, and didn't even think was possible necessarily, which was make a, a big. Superhero. superhero movie with a comic book style team up comic book continuity thing based off all these threads. <laughs> it's something that like had never been done before, and now everyone's trying to replicate in both like the Universal monster movies oh, and DC, yeah. of course. And it's interesting because it worked because Marvel was unusually patient, uh-huh. and that's what we're why we're reaping the, this this glorious bounty of like very quality movies. I mean, yeah. I think it shows that. A lot of these, uh, everything in my top five, um, aside from the original Thor, which could is like pretty, which you know is still just like hang in there by its threads, is like second generation. Mm-hmm. It's uh, or like or at least phase two. I don't know the te- the technical phase terms, but it's because there's all this like rich developed stuff that you can go into a Marvel movie and know it's there. Yeah. The reason I, I will have, fact check you later on your news article. The, yes, you will. <laughs> so the reason I keep Iron Man and Civil War yeah. in my in my top five mm-hmm. is because Iron Man is, is what kicked this whole thing off. Yeah. And the fact that it did so well yeah. is what made everything else possible. Mm-hmm. But, because, but it is also the starting point. So Tony Stark is where all of this begins. Mm-hmm. And Civil War, War is where Tony Stark ends. Interesting. Because Civil War sort of caps off everything that had been done up to that point, and now we're and now what we're dealing with right now is sort of the spin-off stuff, the stuff sort of in the periphery. Yeah. As we prepare for Infinity War. Yeah. So Civil War wraps up a ton of different plot lines, but also like that moment at the end of Civil War when it's figured out. What Spo- the- spo- spoilers for Civil War. Um, this was no, the no, movie. no, 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 no. This is gonna be spoiler free when they fi- when right. it is ve- eventually revealed what the MacGuffin is for Civil War. Yeah, and what that entails. Yeah, and what that means for how these characters have been relating this whole time, and mm-hmm. what it will mean for them going forward. I legitimately said, "Oh shit!" in the movie theater. <laughs> I was like, "Oh shit!" <laughs> like that is that is a huge point. Especially because I also really enjoy the first Captain America and um, Agent Carter. Mm. And the MacGuffin for Civil War deals with the end, sort of what happens to one of the characters from those series. Mm. Nice. And it's like. It's, I don't it's even a, remember. I'll have to look it up later. I'm trying to remember it too. Um, 
We'll talk about it later. I don't want to spoil it. Yeah, and well, we Guardians can pause and I can tell you. It's no, okay. it's fine. We'll, okay, we'll, we'll we should get a, back to Guardians. Yeah. Um, um, that's why those two are in. But that's why those two are in my top. Nice. I I will say this right now. I did not like Guardians two as much as I like Guardians one. So here's why I like Guardians two better, and this is why it grew on me. Like just the general ride of it had the same feeling of Guardians. Mm-hmm. Uh, had the same feeling of Guardians one. Like a lot of great character design, a lot of great world design. Mm-hmm. Wacky space battles, etc. Um, good use of music and color. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I love the deep dive into the characters. I just I I loved how you got more of I, I loved how you got more into more into Gamora, more into Peter Quill. <laughs> I thought that Rocket in the first everyone like loved Rocket, but I actually in the first one, I actually liked Rocket a lot more in the second because he kind of seemed like a bit of an obnoxious character yeah. in the first. And the second one, you actually got like, oh, he's an obnoxious character because he's trying to push everybody away. Mm-hmm. Uh, Drax was hilarious. And mm-hmm. yeah, it, it was a bit of like a Kramery thing, but it worked really nicely. And then he also got like the pathosy moment with like the we're family. Yeah. Um, well, it was. And then the best thing about the movie, in my opinion, is the spoilers, guys. This is the spoiler cast. The eventual villain, Kurt Russell, yeah. Peter Cole's dad. Fantastic. Oh, Ego, yes. Kurt Russell chewed up scenery oh my like it was his so, fucking job. So, yeah. touching on Kurt Russell, uh, the flashback we have with Kurt Russell shows yeah. off more of Disney's scarily good yeah. um, de-aging process. Yeah. Like, wanna... I, sw- I could have sworn that... Like when that opened, I could have sworn he just finished doing Escape from L.A. Okay, do do you want to do you want to feel a little better about the state of the world and that we're not about that all of our actors aren't about to be pl- replaced by like holograms of Marilyn Monroe and Cary Grant? Marilyn Monroe bot? No, 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 no. <laughs> so the thing is, is that I was thinking, wow, digital stuff is freaking scarily good right at this point. A lot of that, was, most of that, was actually not the digital retouching. The yeah. thing is that Kurt Russell's had the same makeup artist since the eighties. Yeah. Who knows his face? Yeah. So they did the makeup and then they used the digital stuff basically to plaster just kind of over touch it. it up a little yeah. bit. But yeah. it's basically they can't just do that with anyone. Oh, they no, can no, do no, it no. with like a good makeup no, artist who knows it, Kurt Russell's face and then works, the dig. So when this when this technology of theirs works at its best is when they have the same actor yeah. just doing a younger version of themselves. Yeah. It's when they try and do an actor who's no longer with us. Like Max von Sydow in Rogue One. Right. That's like, yeah. Well, it wasn't Max von Sydow. Like, the, the guy who played Tarkin was a was a different dude. I oh, believe, was it? Max yeah. von Sydow, I believe, is still alive. Oh, I don't know. Uh, oh, no, it was Peter, Peter Cushing. Cushing. Peter Cushing. Peter Cushing is Tarkin. Who's guy. Max von Sydow in that movie? I don't know. I'm, I'm getting confused. I'm not sure if, how Max von Sydow puts in, but um, we'll look it up. Uh, but re- um, regardless of then, which, then I, I hated that. Somebody will somebody will tell us. Let yeah. us know how wrong I am. Right. Comment to... on our stuff. Tell us we're awful. <laughs> and get... give us a hundred likes on our brutal legend video. Anyway, exactly. Sorry. Continue. <laughs> Getting back to Guardians and Kurt Russell, um, I was also very glad they chose to bring an ego mm, as a yeah. villain. Um, and as soon as it was like, oh, it's ego, I was like, okay. <laughs> When's he going to say something irredeemable? Because I was like, I knew that was coming. I was like, oh, he's gonna. We're going to have a moment where he says something completely that makes him completely irredeemable. Mm-hmm. And I can't wait for that moment. And we got that moment. Mm-hmm. And Chris Pratt as Star-Lord, I, I think, was was perfect. Well, he behaved perfect. how his father taught him to behave. 
basically. <laughs> uh, I will say that the planet of Ego I felt was a little too visually busy. Mm. Um, the big reason I rank Guardians 2 below Guardians 1 is because about 10 minutes in, I was like, okay, I get it. This movie's about family. You don't have to keep hitting me over the head with it. Stop hitting me over the head with it. Stop hitting me over the head that this movie's about family. I mean, I don't know, Tris. That, that's, a, that's a very fair criticism. But I just like taking blasts to the face, I guess. Yeah, I like getting shot over. in the face with family, too. Shoot me like, all over the face with your family. I was, like, <laughs> Marvel. No, I was like, okay, we've got like five different familial subplots going on here. Can we please have something else? See, I really like that. And and my favorite um, storyline was Yondu. Yeah, that's what with... actually put it over the top yeah, for me. Yeah, that's because it did. They did stuff with that storyline that the Marvel really hasn't done with mm-hmm. a, with really about with about anything uh, anything else in this oeuvre. Yeah. Uh, you wanna you wanna talk about that? Well, no, I mean it is a little it is a little sort of ham fisted throughout the movie, but it but kind of still somehow effective. Uh, his relationship with Peter Quill um, and his relationship with Rocket, which I think really humanizes Rocket. Yeah, so your, to your point when he has that conversation with with Rocket about how he's the same as they're both the same and they're both just trying to push people away and you know like that was I, I will I will say that was a very good moment um, and I did like Yondu's arc throughout all this. Um, <clears throat> first of all what was up with Sylvester Stallone's character like you have this big name actor who plays like this total side character who shows up like there's a lot of that twice. Man, I feel like in this though um, I mean, I think he just I think he just wanted to I think he just wanted to be a part of things I think he, I think either he just wanted to be a part of things and or James Gunn knows him or met him yeah. at a party or and something. was like hey I like you. I like your work. It's like, yeah, you directed Guardians 2. That was a that was a really fun movie. It's like, well, you want to play a space pirate? Yeah, I want to play a space pirate. Uh, <laughs> well, but he was in the after credit scene. He was. That was, was wonderful. So maybe they'll be coming back. Well, right. Like maybe they'll show up in, in Thor Ragnarok or something. Ving Rhames, man. Yeah. Ving, uh, Ving, was... Ving Rhames decided. Also that uh, the Asian lady, I, I have to assume she's yeah. probably like a big deal in, yeah. in like she overseas is. cinema. She's in something. I, I recognize her from something, but I couldn't put my finger on it and I didn't research it. Yeah, but I, yeah. I, but, but as <laughs> soon as they had that moment at the beginning with Yondu and Sylvester Stallone's character... And so it's just, I was like, no, you'll never be a part of the Ravagers again. You'll never get, you know, the big funeral. I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, Yondu's dead. Yeah. Yeah. I, I didn't pick up on that because I. Like, as soon as you mentioned his funeral, you'll never get I'm like, oh, he's dead and he will get that funeral. Okay. I think oh. I actually went to the bathroom during that scene. Oh. So I did. I missed that scene. I, yeah. I, I, I saw some of it in that snow world, um, but I think I missed the overall message. Yeah, because I ran pretty fast, but I missed that one part. I was so that was kind of like, well, okay, so Yondu's gonna Yondu's gonna die. Uh, <laughs> this movie's about gonna be about family. Yeah. Uh, okay. <laughs> Which again isn't necessarily a, a bad word or anything like that. It was it was good. It was it was a human movie. The characters were great. I feel like they, and, the, and the Pac-Man bit was a little much. That was the worst. I think that, that was, was probably the worst part of the movie. The worst part of the and movie. honestly, I, I forgot about it until you brought it up. That's it's fine. It's I, like, t- I tried to remember not all what that winners. was. That was that. That was when when he's fighting ego. He summons Pac Man at one point. <laughs> or was like, turns what is himself this? into What's the name of that stupid uh, Adam Sandler movie that came out? Pixels. 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 <laughs> Less said about that, the better. Yeah, I, I you know I actually didn't mind that big, crazy busy fight towards the end, yeah. um, mainly because it finaleed with the best use of like i'm a sucker for the use of music and movies 
And that was the best use of music in a Marvel movie I've seen, which is like they did Fleetwood Mac's The Chain. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh my gosh, it's The Chain. Yeah, and my girlfriend was like, oh my gosh, The Chain. I was like, holy. It's like this. And then I didn't realize what it was, but I was like, oh my gosh, it's yeah. this. And yeah, it was just like, that was, that was absolute. That to me, that part was absolutely perfect. Um, also, the dance scene with uh, with with come a little bit closer was also a mm-hmm. nice 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 touch with mm-hmm. that too. Uh, I I want to talk a little bit more on the the Andu stuff, but something that I also really liked in the movie was something that didn't happen, which is that I am a sucker for romance. I like that they continued on the Peter Quill Gamora subplot. I like that that didn't that they didn't get together at the end of this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I can actually we, can we just appreciate yeah that can we just appreciate that for uh, someone who doesn't dance, mm. Gamora and sorry, Gamora and Peter Quill's just constantly dancing around each other yeah. is really entertaining. Yeah, yeah. I mean, as as uh, as he said, yeah, you know, Drax says you're not a dancer. It's just like don't tell him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Oh, that that line of like, uh, you were a dancer. Gamora is not. You just need someone pathetic, like you. No, it wasn't pathetic and weak. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it was great. And of course, we haven't talked about the best character in the movie yet. Who's the best character in the movie? Baby Groot. Oh, Baby Groot. Groot's adorable. Uh, I, think, I think Teenage Groot is. I was gonna say, yeah, Teenage Groot was 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 lovely. Yeah. Oh. But yeah, the Yondu arc was interesting and good and surprisingly dark like when they would just like yeah airlock the loyalist space pirates yeah that was, was like, really dark it's like, like holy freaking, that's brutal man oh, i was like oh this is disturbing <laughs> and yeah and then like base and yeah we're so you like where you get him in the beginning where he's like depressed but in charge and then the mutiny happens because you see that he's like basically just continues to do this dance with peter quill where he lets him go and then he gets his he gets his mojo slash arrow literally back in order to and then massacres the thing. The stuff with the Kazer face was just funny. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> was funny. Uh, yeah and then towards the, the with Rock was good and you know like it just really built up into that beautiful moment where he sat where Peter realizes that Yandu was always been his actual father. Yeah. Um and that he made him into the person he is. And uh and yeah, and they had that moment where he sacrifices his life and he literally dies in his, his son's arm. And yeah, and then after that point in moment, they had that glorious thing where he basically compares Yandu to Knight Rider. Yeah. <laughs> to David Hasselhoff. To yeah, David yeah, Hasselhoff yeah, 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 and Knight Rider. Yeah. It's like, Yandu slept with many beautiful women <laughs> and had a cool ship. <laughs> and, he, and while he couldn't sing like an angel, he could whistle like one. <laughs> <laughs> No, it was I. I think it was definitely, definitely emotional. Um, and yeah, even like the even the the minor villains, like the golden yeah. genetically engineered people, were done. Pro, were done yeah. pretty well. Yep. Yeah. Well, and they're they're a running theme. Uh, they're a running thing in uh, I think in Guardians. Because um, again, there was another after credit scene that was about um, Adam. I think. Who, yeah. I'm trying to remember what. Uh, I don't remember what his actual role in the comic book universe is, but um, I, I just remember that they are an actual like part of Adam, the Guardians. I, I looked up Adam Warlock basically played a role in the in the ending of the Infinity War. I think 
in the comics. Okay. So, so that's I why think, they would introduce him here. Yeah. Um, whether he's actually in Avengers Infinity War or whether just because it's in the oeuvre they're going to put it forward is uh, remain, remains to be seen. But uh, he's definitely... There's definitely a lot of a lot of relevant a lot of relevant stuff. Mm-hmm. Okay, so so the big thing I think we need to talk about the big moment is is no I'm dun, just dun, waiting for dun, noise to die down. That's cool. Uh, is of course ego's um, irredeemable moment, which is pretty sweet. Which is which is so before I even get there, I I, I read because again I don't read comics, I just really don't, and I haven't watched all the Marvel movies. But from what I gather from looking up some stuff up after seeing it, uh, Ego's not actually his father in the comics, right? He's just a separate, entirely so, separate villain. So there have been many different. So if we're talking the whole span, there have been a lot of different Guardians of the Galaxies oh, okay. in terms of like comic series. Mm-hmm. And Peter Quill has had many different fathers. Gotcha. So it is absolutely fine for them to make Ego his his dad in the MCU. Like that doesn't interfere with anything really. Mm-hmm. It also makes it's also he has a great explanation for sort of what makes Peter Quill special. Um, but also it also ties him in with a really good existing villain. Mm-hmm. Mm. Go ahead. But you, sorry, you were talking about the moment, and then I derailed that train. It's okay. We're, we're it's the, this is the derailment podcast. So yeah. So uh, is, is the, so that moment is the moment where ego reveals that he gave Peter's mom brain cancer. Right, right, right. Which is also tied in with a mountain of skulls. Yeah. In yeah. And the actually, of the kids who didn't make. And it. actually, I think the big irredeemable thing is he talks about how he killed his children. Before he does that, it's just Peter Quill hasn't snapped out of it. Yeah. Like, when you see the Mountain of Skulls, you realize, oh, something he's is been, very wrong. He's been trying for a while mm-hmm. to find, you know, to find a uh, appropriate or suitable candidate for for this. And yeah. No, and, like, yeah, but the thing it says that is the thing with his mother, which is, which is shocking and... Uh, I mean, it's the the more horrifying thing was he killed all those other people, but then this thing that shocks him out, and then he acts like what his true father would t- taught him, which is Yandu, which is like you find out this horrible thing and you just shoot the guy. Yeah, he doesn't. He doesn't. <laughs> yeah, Peter Quill doesn't try to doesn't disbelieve it. He doesn't question it. He doesn't do a double take. It's so, just the moment of this is truth. Now I have to do this. Yes, and it was beautiful. Um, yeah. It was a very, 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 very nicely done. Uh, but yeah, no, that was. <laughs> it was. It was a. It was a great moment. Yeah. Um. Because because the other thing too is I think I think ego taking care of getting rid of the other kids. Is something that theoretically mm-hmm. could be explained away. Like. Like you don't want an army of super powered. You know, half celestials roaming around the galaxy from a bunch of different species. Mm-hmm. So, who, with who knows what agendas? The flip side know? of that, though, is that he didn't say he killed them for for selfless reasons. He killed them because 
they, he, oh, because they, they because they didn't suit suit his purposes. He he wasn't killing his rogue spawn. Right. He was, uh, and he also has the powers of a god. Like he he doesn't he if he wanted to like keep his children in check he could. Right. Also, well, if he worried about all the rogue celestials, he wouldn't have to literally bang everything in the galaxy. <laughs> um, but there but there's still a possibility there. For that, you could plot our. You, you could, could plot, plot armor that around that. Yes. Um, they don't, which is, which is appropriate. But that's something yes, that you it makes it very armor. dark and good. But no, him killing him, giving Peter's mom brain cancer. There's no plot armoring around that. So here's the thing that um I think that was very interesting about that. I think it was less a for me what made that that particular point is i thought it was less about that that was like the more a main irredeemable moment. i thought for me it's still like the skull thing in my head but it was actually that i think i know why peter quill of all the people who all of his children actually had the celestial spark which was in the movie. yeah because in yeah. the movie he says like i knew if i went back i would never i would never uh, i would never leave i'd, I'd lose my purpose yeah. and, just all, aren't those all just lies though I don't. I don't think so. Because That's what I took from it. I think. I. Th- I don't think ego ever outright lies. I think he withholds certain information until until the moment is right. Mm. But I don't believe he ever actually straight up outright lies. Like he never says that that Peter's mom was the only was the only woman he ever mated with. He ever, you actually see that in those lovely right. dioramas. Right, but right. I felt like all that was just a lie for this particular scene and this particular agent. See, well, but but again, he doesn't lie. He changes those images to reveal mm-hmm. that that she was the important one. Yeah, but I thought all was, that was lie. But see, the reason why I wouldn't think it would be a lie is is that like he didn't have to kill any of the other people. If he didn't mm-hmm. care about her, he wouldn't have right. had to put a brain tumor in there. Right, but like. Because he care like, but so if he doesn't care about her, he's just like whatever. Mm-hmm. I just you know, I'll you're you're carrying my child, and then I'll find it. in if this child works, it'll work. Um, they'll the, then he wouldn't have to kill her. But in term, but if what he was saying was true, and he really wanted to stay with her, and it would derail his purpose, then killing her was necessary. It's right. not necessary to kill her but, unless he's telling the truth. But also with But her, he could also be an evil liar as well. But yeah. that's how I interpret but also, it. Also, if she oh, was still yeah. around, then I think the, the other reason to do that is that if she was still around, uh, it would give Peter something to go back to. It's another <clears> important <throat> thing to go off of. Flip side of that, though, is that the Ravagers are supposed to, we're supposed to bring him to the planet. Yeah. Once he was an ego, he didn't have any option of going back or not. True. Um, Leak. Like the the only reason why Peter's just like rum actually the only reason why none of them were ever really randomly roaming around the galaxy because the rat he got Yondu to pick up all of his kids once they were of age right so basically he was that though basically they were like okay they could possibly have the celestial spark Yondu takes them to me I'm going to kill them if they can't let me destroy the world mm-hmm. or destroy all the all sentient life aside from myself mm-hmm. which uh. It was very at it was it, the Yanu was I, not Yanu um uh, Ego was one of the better villains I think mm-hmm. in a Marvel movie yeah for sure it was definitely it actually I would say that Ego was aside I think it basically goes Loki Ego and Loki works in many ways because he's kind of an anti hero right. um, 
Because you, um, you're also rooting for him. Right. And, and Loki has very specific, very personal reasons for doing what he does. Yeah. Not necessarily like big galaxy spanning reasons, but reasons that are, that are equally important to him. Mm-hmm. Whereas Ego's purpose, or the reason behind what he does, is more of a sort of... It's important to him. Yeah. But he sees it as almost an altruistic mm-hmm. act of, of sort of, by force, raising up the sort of global standard of life in the universe. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, global standard of life, though, where he's the, he and Peter Quill are the only sentient beings, though. Right. Well, but, but, but it's also, it's not being done from a uh, self-preservation standpoint. Is that... Is that ego doesn't have to do that to, in order to survive. He just wants to. He just wants to because he wants to. Because uh, he, he says, I went out and I found life and I found it wanting. Yeah. That it didn't, that life in the universe didn't make, meet his standards. Yeah. So I, I think it's rather than spreading himself, I think it's more of a bringing up the universe so that everything in the universe is to his standard, which in this case is. Him and Peter. It's almost sort of like a, a, a parallel to Get Out and all of this. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Which I don't want to get into because it would extremely spoil, like... Don't you, cross the streams. Yeah. You should watch... Uh, you, you should all listen to our Get Out podcast. Yeah, if you ha- and see the movie, too, before you do it. Yeah. Um, we, which yeah. is coming out, I think, like, at time of recording, like, now or, like, it's, very it's, soon. It's on on demand yeah, right now. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. I, we could also watch it with the alternate ending now, yeah. too. Which oh, cool. I haven't seen it. I haven't either. With the alternate yeah. ending, but... Anyway, but yeah, no. that's a story for another podcast. Yeah, get out is great. See our podcast. See the movie. Um, but yeah, no, I I think it's uh, the fact that there is just like there's a lot of meat in this movie. Uh, yeah. in Guardians Two is I think really what makes me what makes me enjoy it so much. That like again, like we're delving into like we're not just really talk. It's funny we're not really talking about a lot of the plot stuff because yeah, it is a little weaker than Guardians One, but there's just a lot of really meaty moments in mm-hmm. it. Right. I mean, really, the plot is just. There's, I mean, if you're really, it's sort of like when you take a sentence and take out all of the fluff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like when, it, when you take out all the prepositions and all of the, the adverbs and stuff like that, really, this is just, there's a being who wants to destroy all life. Right. I mean, that's really well, no. Peter Quill's Peter Quill finds his dad and finds out that his dad is evil. Right. Peter Quill finds his dad. Right. Who's an asshole. Yeah. yeah and then he finds out. His dad was there all along. Right. Yeah. I mean, if you think about it, it actually does have enough. The, the, the plot, it, I think it's, it, there are, is just, there is a lot of good plot stuff. It's just all within this character development. Right. Which is kind of cool. Right. Exactly. The plot itself is fairly simple, but it's delivered in a really nice way with really good characters. And yeah, the more I think about it, the more we talk about the most, the more I kind of like it. <laughs> yeah. <You> see? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> kind of what it does and, and whatnot, but yeah. Uh, James, James Gunn, once again, fantastic choice for them to have direct these movies. Mm-hmm. I hope he is in the Marvel stable for a long ass time. Yeah, is the guy who plays Yondu's like right hand man? It's like, his brother. It's his brother. That's what I thought mm-hmm. because so so my girlfriend loves this movie too, which I think is a lot of the reason for its success is that it's really ex- success is really accessible mm-hmm. to lots of different audiences. She really doesn't like a lot of the superhero stuff, but she likes she liked Guardians too. Oh yeah. She nice. likes Guardians one too. She nice. loves the music. I mean, yeah. she's a huge Fleetwood Mac fan, right? So right oh, there, I, right. She, did she freak out when the chain oh, yeah. came on as oh, well? Yeah. <laughs> she just loves all the music, though. Oh I mean, yeah. yeah. She, 
loves all the music. Mm-hmm. Um, she loves, I mean, Baby Groot, obviously. Oh, yeah. Um, loves all the characters. And then um, what really sealed the deal, though, is that his brother is in Gilmore Girls. Oh, he is! Yeah. yeah. He is! So... So, which I've seen many an episode of now at this point, having living with her. Uh, like, oh, there's the guy from Gilmore Girls. Yeah. Uh, so it was funny to funny to see, but I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh man. So they ran they, call out. No, no, it's it's perfectly legitimate. Uh, James and Peter Gunn also did this thing called uh, James Gunn's is uh, PG porn, which is like mm-hmm. a series of YouTube videos where it's like all of the por- uh, everything you like about porn without the sex. Yeah, and it's just like these different scenarios about like why you'd have a porn scenario but with like no sex at the end of it. <laughs> it's actually really funny. That's awesome. That's awesome. I ordered an extra large sausage pizza, but I can't pay. <laughs> well, okay. I mean, if you want, you can come back and wash dishes. <laughs> Wait, is that from it? No, I don't know. Oh, no, 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 no. That's they... just what it, be, it instantly came to my mind when I'm thinking about, like, how do you have a, how do you have a, how do you have like a porn situation show up and then resolve it without? The first one has Nathan yeah. Fillion. It's perfect. Yeah, that's amazing. <laughs> nice. Where are we gonna get Nathan Fillion in a MCU? Well, movie. honestly, just thinking, like, I feel like this is, like, the Marvel equivalent of, like, Firefly. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Mm. It's, it's the lovable, lovable <laughs> space rogues. Yeah. He's just, like, he's just like, don't you ever compare anything to Firefly. No, no, no. That was that that was a satisfied, oh, yeah. not an angry Oh, okay. I lo- <laughs> no, no. I, I, I think this is totally correct. And I think that uh, Nathan Fillion would actually be really right at home in a Guardians movie. Yeah. May, if Ad, maybe Adam Warlock is going to be played by Nathan Fillion, oh which would be perfect. Do it, MCU. <laughs> Do it. Oh, man. Here's Disney. I also saw some clips. I don't know if Disney. they're actual clips. Disney. Nathan Fillion is Adam Warlock. Do it. Do it. <laughs> Do it. Uh, I don't know if they were real or Do not, it. but I saw some uh, clips of Brie Larson as uh, Captain Marvel, mm-hmm. and yeah. dang, that, that looks promising. That looks very promising. Uh, Although that being said, like although I think Brie Larson is excellent casting choice, it does disappoint me a little bit that we're not going to get rowdy Ronda Rousey <laughs> oh my God. as Captain Marvel. Well, I think I, think I mean she was so little... good in the uh, Entourage movie. She was no. <laughs> um, I think that is the essential problem. She can fight, but I, I I'm not sure that she can truly act. Unfortunately, yeah. But she is poetry in motion in an octagon. That's for sure. <laughs> Let's see, who else do we... Oh, we of course also need to somehow introduce Squirrel Girl. Oh, shit. Because she has <laughs> actually beaten Thanos. Oh, shit. Oh, man. Squirrel Girl has beaten Thanos. I'm sure she has. <laughs> so, do you know Squirrel and, Girl at all? No. Squirrel Girl is this, like, sort of spoof... It's like a spoof, but in continuity of a, like, chubby, red-headed, like, heroine with, like mutant with basically the powers to talk to and control squirrels and even though it's like played for laughs and stuff squirrel girl also is able to take down really powerful villains no like like she took down thanos uh not in a what if and not in a like joke timeline like she legit like beat the crap out of Thanos. Apparently, also the current writing in the comic of Squirrel Girl is really good and makes yes. feminists happy, which is uh, lovely. Yeah, yeah. The the current Squirrel Girl comic series is apparently very very good. Yeah, so we'll probably see it. Um, 
Anna Kendrick did want to play Squirrel Girl. Yeah, well, and we've all, I hopefully, all seen the Photoshop of her as, <laughs> of her as Squirrel Girl. I have not, but I will look it up. <laughs> look it up after the episode. <laughs> no, no, because it's like like perfect. Like, like it's like if you want someone to like perfectly play this character and look mm. the part perfectly, it's her. Yeah. Um, cool. They'd have to do something though, because of course. The whole mutant side of things is owned by Fox. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Unfortunate. Unfortunate. So, uh, do we have any other thoughts about this this movie? Which, aside from it's pretty excellent, you should go see it. You'll think about it more afterwards and like it even more. I think my closing thought is, um, for me, like I'm not a big comic book guy, so for me, like if a movie's over fast for mm. me and enjoyable, that's a good movie. Yeah. And this movie is both those things. So go yeah, see it. It wasn't overlong. If you haven't. It, it, was it not packed a well, lot of plot. But it, it, felt, it didn't feel overlong at exactly. least. Exactly. But it was, it was actually a very long movie. Yeah. Oh, it was? Yeah. Oh, yeah, oh, it was. It, 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 it's yeah. perfect. All right. So I, I think each character had sort of a perfect moment in this movie, mm-hmm. too. Yep. Yeah. Um, for, me, I think, for me, I think Groot's perfect moment was Teenage Groot. Teenage Groot was marvelous. Teenage Groot was marvelous. There's uh, about four different after credit scenes, uh, guys. Yeah, it's so a Marvel movie. You it. know this, but sit through it. Uh, Rocket's perfect scene for me act comes down to either his talk with Yondu or his uh, fight in the woods around the ship. Because mm. it's it's a really important moment where Rocket really shows off this is how, where he shines. Yeah. And what he is best at. Yeah. Um. Yondu's is definitely either at the end or when he and Rocket are taking back the ship. Yeah. And he's got... Yondu has a lot of great moments. Yeah. Yondu has a lot of great moments. Um, the whole taking back the ship moment is amazing. It's his action moment for sure. Oh, yeah. Drax's best moment in my opinion is anytime he's working, anytime he's paired up with the empath. But specifically the first one where yes. he's like, you've just revealed his deepest, darkest secrets. Do me! Do me! <laughs> the whole thing with like, you're, you, you are beautiful. On the, on the inside. inside. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, no. I take that back. The best Drac moments was when he was talking about um, uh, my father talked about my how he inseminated my mother at every winter <laughs> festival. It was beautiful. <laughs> Though I do also like I do also like when he's talking to Peter. Yeah, I, I think I think he's talking to Peter, and he talks about his his wife mm. and what attracted him to her. Yeah, was that. Was that she was not a dancer? She just stood st- st- still. Well, is that she was different, um, like distinctly different from everyone else, and it was that um, the perfect, like different thing about her. Yeah, it's surprisingly romantic. It, it, Dave Bautista, even though like he does do a lot of the like you know like really just like amp up what a lot of those qu- some of those qualities that we saw in the first one. Mm-hmm. He's really good. Yeah, 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 Dave yeah. Batista is yeah. an actor I'm now actually excited to see yeah, yeah, yeah. in a movie. Like yeah. when I heard in Blade Runner 2048, which I have many misgivings about, but I will see. Oh, I have so many misgivings. So about many movie. misgivings about it. I wish they hadn't made it, but I'll see it anyways. Um, but I saw that Dave Batista did it. I got excited. Oh, really? I was like, That's Oh cool. man, Dave Batista. Here, he was... looks like he's a scientist, like yeah. not like some like shooter up or yeah, yeah. So, so I will. What I will say about. Blade Runner 24, about the new Blade Runner, is I really wish it had nothing to do with the first one. Yeah, same. Like, I would have, I would be totally happy if it was a separate movie following a separate storyline in the same universe. Mm-hmm. 
But yeah. It sounds like they're trying to tie it in. And I'm just like, no, no, please don't. Please don't. Just please don't. God, don't. No. God, no. Please. God, no. No. No! We're going to do a spoiler cast on that one. Oh, yeah, sure. we are. Uh, I guess and I guess my closing thoughts on, on this whole... Uh, on, on guardians is is that it's yeah just it does have a lot of those lovely lovely perfect lovely perfect moments and a lot of, and a lot of heart and you should definitely you should definitely go see it it's i think uh or rent it slash buy it depending on what's available when this podcast comes out i mean yep yeah i mean i think it'll still be in theaters once it comes out these marvel movies have a long run and dan z is pretty good on the turnaround these days <laughs> I mean, you've always been going the turnaround since I've been around, but I don't know how it was in the beginning. It was uh, fine. It's more excellent. a matter of just getting everything set up and together. Editing it, it's actually when you edit it like I do, which is to say, not much at all. Yeah. It's very easy to do. Uh, that reminds me of my favorite Futurama episode. Brought to you unfiltered and yeah, in the raw. No, uh, yeah, but uh, you, which is actually funny because uh, that favorite Futurama episode goes to also. It goes with a living celestial body, which is like the Gallic. Do you remember it? It's basically Bender ends up uh, floating in space and meeting God, who's yep. like a giant oh, that episode is galaxy so thing. And it's wonderful. And in the end, it's just like Bender seems to think that like God doesn't do anything. And, you know, like we have to save ourselves. And so he sends him back to save his friends. And then he's like, come on, we got to do this. And you hear Bender do that speech. And then it like goes pack out to this galaxy and then it's like ha 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 when you do something right it's as if you hadn't done anything at all <laughs> yeah. it's just like it's just like oh you cheeky galaxy gone you yeah no that, but... that's a god i wouldn't go kill yeah. as someone because i just finished persona 5 <laughs> oh the persona Every Persona game has you killing a god at the All end. Right. This is not a spoiler for the series. This is fair, but yeah, no. Um, see, 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 Guardian, see Guardians two. Enjoy yourself. Yeah, uh, have a fun time. Speaking of god killing, yeah, because ego, ego dies, and it's actually pretty awesome. Yeah, baby Groot kills him. Of course, yeah. who else could? Yeah, I mean, um, with Rocket's nuke, but it's kind of fitting. Yeah, <laughs> they're a team. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so for more of this information, you can check us out at threeheadedboy.com slash spoilercast. You can go to youtube.com slash threeheadedboy or our preferred channel, uh, vid.me, vid.me slash threeheadedboy. You can check us out there as well. Yep. Was there anything else we need? Uh, We're also on iTunes. Oh, right. Yeah. So this Stitcher. Yeah, this podcast is on iTunes and Stitcher. Oh, actually, there is one last thing which I do want to fit in, like, uh, which is, is that, and this is actually more for follow thought is, is that, uh, Yandu dying at the end is something that you don't really see, hadn't really seen in a Marvel movie yet, where it's like a character where you have investment in them dies full out straight up. And it's also interesting in that like Groot died as much as they could. Well, basically they killed Groot as hard as they could. They killed Groot as hard as they could in Guardians 1, which to me makes it cool about those movies that they they aren't afraid to do bigger stakes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Which... Is exciting, which exciting because we haven't gotten that with the main uh, movies where like someone else major has died. Uh, Age of Ultron. Yeah, but the but he'd only been in for one. Movie. He'd only been in for for one, and he was a villain for most of it. Yeah. and it wasn't like shooting Hawkeye. Um, talking about when Quicksilver died in Age of Ultron. Right. It's like it's a death, but it's not the same. I would argue that normal Groot dying was actually a far bigger impact yeah. than having that guy get shot. Plus, Quicksilver is also still alive and well in the Fox. 
Marvel Universe. That's true. But yeah, no, I just I want to get into thinking about the death. Uh, but yeah, no, check us out on vid.me, on iTunes, on Stitcher. YouTube, sort you, of, and sort the website. Of. Yeah. Their website, whatever. Indeed. No, go to the website. The website's great. It's Dan's, it's Dan's child, and it's a beautiful uh, there are, child. There are articles, links to our videos, spoiler casts. Cool. And Excellent. then I think we'll be following this up with a Samurai Jack episode uh, next week or two weeks from now or whenever we're listening. So stay tuned, everyone. Watch out.